queremos, no los necesitamos. Welcome to another Bangover podcast album uh, history uh, back in the day review anniversary the way, way back release reissue, reissue uh, discussion uh, it's all uh, of it uh, kind of a local band <laughs> Texas band um, today we're doing 
Body count. No. Uh, Just kidding. No. You thought we're, it was. We're actually, no, I hope everyone got checked and, you know, because today, like, we're going to be pissing razors and uh, it's uh, first Checked for what? Demo? First demo. Checked for gonorrhea. Yeah. You know, uh, I hope everyone gets their antibiotics ready. Uh, how do you get rid of gonorrhea? The clap. The clap. That's not how you get rid of it. That's also what it's called, though. But yeah, you, you want to go to the doctor. Away. You just clap it away. Clap like, on, clap off. Yeah. Lights. Like, we're doing. Going clap, away, way back time. Nineties. Clap for time, me. Clap. Um, psycho punko metal, metal groove. groove released in nineteen ninety six. Uh, a demo being re released. Reissued, uh, right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Uh, this this month. Uh, this month, yeah. yeah. So when this album, we're doing this in the past. This is like, you know, time, 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 time travel, machine. right? Yeah, <laughs> the time machine part of this. Uh, so I got to think about the future. And you can find Pissing Razors on Instagram at Pissing Razors nine one five. So follow them so you can see any up and coming stuff. Uh, the song we just played was interesting. Uh, I was like, is this, what is this? Yeah, you know, you, it's like, it comes out of nowhere. They have like, uh, is it like two? I think just two of these songs on this album. There's two that that's kind of like, like, yeah, rap, rock. 1996. Yeah. Are you going to introduce us? Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. every, I should just do it. <laughs> should do it every time. Can we cut and re, can we go back? We no, no. Up. Would you okay, just fucking um, introduce us? The time machines. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? Who are, who are these voices people are hearing? It's a bang over podcast. Uh, as always, your host, Scott Allen here. Hi. Myself and uh, producer, Chris Myers. That's it. And mm-hmm. co-host, Bria Bill. Also, I guess... Yeah, Com- commentary for this episode. Super fan, Super fan of fan. music, fan of things. <laughs> Super fan. And you can follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Bangover Productions, uh, Facebook at Bangover ATX, and then on YouTube at Bangover Productions, uh, so you can see all our all our stuff. And then you can follow me personally at Scott Allen one three three A L A N one three three. You have the most Instagram. confusing one. <laughs> Really? Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Wait, Chris. Follow Chris. I don't even know mine. It's it's my name and then maybe some digits after. You're but, fucking terrible. Uh, I was ready with it. You can follow me. I'm becoming a professional I'm gonna, podcaster. I'm going to start just, you know, whoring myself, too. You can follow me. Bria Arbeel. Bria Arbeel. See, everybody Bria. has Instagram. bad Instagram. It's my Instagram, first so name. Like, and R. And then and my then last R. name. Okay, well, that's pretty easy, I guess. Yeah, but this 133... There's a lot of Scott Allen's. You got nonsense. <laughs> nonsense after you. Until there was a lot of it's Scott It's like 13, Allen's. but it's 133. I don't even know. I got a Slipknot. All right, that's, that's cute. That guy, that's that. 133 in the band, so I, I don't uh, know. Right. I always liked how that sure. flew. Flowed. Uh, flowed. 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 Yeah, 133 just sounds. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was cool. I met that guy in a bar <laughs> one time I worked at. High five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we're talking about metal. Metal. My thing. The thing I love the most. Uh, And a band that I I, I guess I I know because of Chris. Um, I feel like I've heard this, like, before we were doing this episode. Like, I've heard this. uh, You've played it before, or I heard it prior a couple of times where I was like, oh, yeah, a lot of these songs are familiar. We were something we listened to back in the day when we were in the the depths of the CD case. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When when CD collecting was a thing, I definitely... Made it an effort to get every one of their CDs back in that time when the, that was the yeah. thing. So, 
And Chris always being the one person always bringing new music to our group. And then, you know. You mean this wasn't a part of Ryan's CD case? It, no. <laughs> Which, by the no. way, I ran into him and he's still this alive. Is part of oh, he's alive. He's alive and he listens to the podcast. I asked him. He said yeah. he listened to one he episode. Oh, one. Okay. One. He doesn't realize that we like totally reference him. I know. I said it to him like three times, and yeah. as in true Ryan fashion, he was always just kind of like blacked out every time I was talking oh, okay. to him. So I think Ryan would have <laughs> had this in his CD case, so. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely grooved to it, like in the car, yeah, like exactly. when we're going to like yeah. Warhound gigs and stuff like that. This was like definitely stuff we were listening to to like pump ourselves up and stuff. Given the opportunity, he would have uh, he would have bought it. Same know? with Jacob too. Like, yeah, yeah. I, that's why I was like, I, I think I've heard this time and time again. Um, probably uh, for you, you really like this band, right, Chris? Um, you you were like, man, I fucking love this band. Now yeah, I'm I mean, it was, it was a time when like uh, like when everybody was kind of just using the internet to find new music. Like when that, I mean, we still right. do it to this day, but it's kind of it when it we're went, talking like eight now years, it's like, if not. Taken for granted, but I mean, yeah, yeah. back when it was like, oh, you could actually utilize this resource and find interesting music through torrents or whatever, uh, or YouTube. Spotify didn't have YouTube wasn't really started. YouTube you really had to dig to really find it. You know what I mean? The re the real thing was like Wikipedia and stuff like that. That type of stuff existed where you could like type in a thing like, I want to know about every band in this genre, and you would hit that. Genre, and then links and then for other bands. Just a list yeah. of bands would come up, and that's when you start like, yeah, you type stuff in up and listening to s- samples or type in one of your favorite bands, and then see what uh, other bands that they've influenced or have been in, yeah. and you're like, oh, just finding these bands that were like, you yeah. do see you, know, you, you see associated the, uh, acts a lot, recommended like, artists. God, how many rabbit holes did you guys go down? Oh my god, a lot. I spent. Just I think we were nights. born to do this podcast. That's why. Yeah, Fucking, yeah. This this is a. Band. I would make lists of like I'd go online and make lists of like, hey, you might yeah. like yeah, this, me too. and then I have yeah. to write them down because you know access to a computer mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, slow the fuck internet say, was. Screenshot it if you just okay, write down all these bands before no. the cell phone days. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can't like countless lists I, I mean, can think of of like just, just taking a picture just of my right down to like remember laptop. later on. No, I remember having a notebook next to the computer that was like out in like the living room of my house, writing shit down, being like, yeah, oh yeah, I gotta I, look this I've up. Had a of those I gotta lists. go to fucking Horror movies, what was it? Bands. I gotta go to me too. Um, yeah. I gotta go to Fye and like yeah. search for all these CDs. Yeah, and then it's just sometimes it was just knowing about a band and like hearing stuff. Uh, on the radio or somewhere, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I want to go buy an album, and you're like, which album? You know, mm-hmm. I, I got fucked with Testament on doing that. I, I got that <laughs> fucking, what was it, like Hearts and Souls? It was like their 92 album where like everything was becoming more like polished metal at this point. Yeah. And it was just, no. I wanted the Thrash Testament, but I didn't get that album. I got five albums later, polished, ballads. I think we all got Ugh. fucked over in our CD collection because of the not so much access to things like that. Well, some yeah. bands just uh, nail it every time. I and mean, Chris, do you think or like you the Pissing Razors is one of this band, one of these bands where it's like you could grab any one of their albums and be like, "Well, that's why I, yeah. I did. I totally. I bought like I remember I bought this like collection of just all the albums, or like I went online and literally bought every album I could get at that time, CD case, like hard form. Because one, it's hard to find that stuff, so you have to order it online. And you know, uh, it's also kind of going along with the discovery thing because then, like, you see like people in this band, like uh, members, like, will kind of go over like different members and stuff, and then you start learning about acts that they were also in or associated with, 
And like at this time, uh, I'm kind of like grooving on Pantera a lot at this point in my life when I discovered them. So it's like I'm I'm looking up bands that are similar, like groove metal, and I'm and then the fact that they're from Texas. There you go. Mm. Boom. You lock it's in that the, like that. Kind of same time frame. Like, this is ninety six. Yeah, and I, I think mean, they even did play. I think they Pantera, did open you know? for them maybe in town. You know, at some sure. point, and then I think they also they did do the uh, tribute album. So it's like they definitely have this like Texas groove, sharp edge to their sound. Kind of, it fits that like put Pantera thing that I was like seeking at that point. So that's why I gravitated to it. I was like, I ate it up, whatever it was. I want that sound. Mm. So it's like, I, I can kind of see like uh, looking back. Uh, did this like influence uh, your songwriting a little bit? Because I remember like in the Gorehound days, we just kind of had that like edgy a little bit more. If you listen to it, it, it influenced you know? the time, the the switching of time. That's what Brie was saying. She was like, "This is fucking." They just it's a weird like they'll be on like, a groove, formation. but then all of a sudden yeah. the time signatures, the time the tempo switches changed. and the time signature changes. That's why something. I said it was kind of like all over the place. Yeah, like, and, but I you well, know what am I doing here? I, I at the same time of being all over the place, it has that modern. I don't want to say pop because it's not pop, but it's groove that like metal. It's, yeah, groove it's, metal. It's very radio friendly in a sense where it's like verse, chorus, verse, song uh, structure wise, but it's yeah. But breaking up like but their verse is course, insane and yeah, the chorus exactly. is insane. So it's like so you you're still making it simple, dude. That's what like yeah. every prog rock band does too. It's like you can take something as crazy as like Rush. And then really, come on, like it's they're they're just verse, chorus, verse, chorus. They're verse, breaking but, it down, yeah. But you can tell there's still inside method each to part, it. exactly. Yeah, yeah. inside yeah. each part is just you know a lot. Yeah, so I think that's kind of in <clears throat> you know goes kind of with the Pantera thing, where it was you look at the way they write their songs and those songs are structured. They're very formulaic when it's like verse, chorus, verse. Here's the like solo part. Then we're gonna go into the breakdown. You know what I mean? You, at some point, it, it is like that. You can kind of tell where the song is going to go. Uh, and so that, I, I mean, it's easy listening, if that makes sense. You know, it's, it's <laughs> easy. It's metal, metal easy it's listening. It's yeah. in the title of this. I can, I can just put it metal. on and, like, it, it's not going to, like, challenge me too much, but it's also not going to treat me like I'm an idiot in a way. So like like, it that. doesn't like, make you want to <laughs> stomp, like, the stage, like what we've been no, watching? It, like it, well, yeah, make, you know, yeah, it does make you want to stomp at times. You get a little like, <laughs> little, you know, dime even did some stomping. Makes me want to headbang. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. gotta gotta get those boots, cut off shorts, yeah. stomp on some stages. Yeah, you ready? So, so that's that's my pull to it. Is it's like, and it's very nineties. Yeah, that's true. Well, do you want to get into a little bit of the history of the band? Because we can have uh, Miss Bria Beal. Yeah. Give us a little bit of the history of this band that started Bria! so long yeah. ago. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say the beginning of it because that's what we're really focusing around. It's like beginning, and this is the demo, as we said earlier. This is the start. This is the start of it. So the band was started by brothers Eddie and Danny Garcia in the early 1990s. And another was, brother band. Yeah, that's, a, that's again another. Danny and Eddie. Yeah, they sound like great guys. And was originally named Backdoor Cyclops, which uh, Scott just realized meant butthole. It's a butthole. Yeah. It's a butthole. 
I wasn't. I never think of like how dirty some names are. I'm just like you don't. That's what I, I just do. See I do that first. Cyclops, and I'm like, all right, play on words with Cyclops. Backdoor. Cyclops. What's a backdoor? You bet. Thinking metal. <laughs> Cyclops. One eye. Bubble. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> they then changed their name after a coin phrase thought up by the original vocalist Dave McNutt, which is great. His last name is McNutt. McNutt. You make that up. After he contracted the clap and described the pain. So he felt like he was piss, uh, that, pissing that's, razors. That's a great from origin the for a band pain. name that he got. <laughs> Which clap. gonorrhea yeah. is, that's why we mentioned gonorrhea earlier. This is a clap, same thing. In the late 1990s, McNutt quit and Joe Rodriguez was brought on a short time later. Drummer Danny Garcia decided to move from El Paso, Texas to New York City. And Eddie took this opportunity to switch from playing guitar to drums while Matt Lynch moved from bass guitar. Bass to guitar, sorry. This. Left the group with a spot for a new bassist, Rick Vallis, a longtime guitarist who used to be part of another band with Joe Rodriguez, was then hired as the new bassist. This lineup proved to be progressive as the four began to work on new material. There's a lot of interchanging members. This band is just a rotating for cast for real. Sure. Um, after, after the, I think it's like, um, let's see, the second, yeah, after the second album, they get a new uh, guitar player. But then after that, it just kind of starts rotating and rotating. So those, so those first two albums are very, like you were kind of saying, um, you you listen to a lot of stuff on the the Brown album, which is Fields of Disbelief, kind of has right. the face and stuff. Um, and that that is the third album. So they swap guitar players for that album. So those first two albums, not only are they carrying over some of these songs from the demo, because like that song Box Life, which I kind of showed you an A B of they, they and we'll kind of play in it. Uh, I picked that song also, so we'll kind of hear it. Um, but it, it's an example of taking these demos and reworking them for later release, which some bands really don't do a lot of. And I kind of like that to hear the like progression of something. So like I don't know, uh, we. We being in a band, we talk about that type of stuff when it comes to making music. We're like, we're going to record this, then we're going to move on to the next songs. Right. You know what I mean? It's never like, we're going to record this, and then given if somebody comes to us with more money or better equipment, do we want to record that last song we just did because we could actually do it better? Or I would always say yes to re-recording, especially if it's a song that I really like and that if I really like the song, then I really want to show it to people. So when I love a song that it makes, I can promote it because I'm in love with the thing. I can't lie about it. If it's a song that I'm, it's okay, like I'm not going to push. That being said, like anything that we create in our band, um, I kind of love most of it, maybe because I'm creating it, but I would love to just remaster, re-record, or retry something that was pretty fucking good. Something that shouldn't be forgotten. Yeah. Well, Because these are songs and we move on, but we can always come back a little bit later with more experience. For this album in particular, the guitar player writes, or the guitar player moves from guitars to drums for the first album. Yeah. So you have a new person, which is the bass player now, playing guitar, and then someone else playing bass for that first full length album. So it, and then they're recording these older songs. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like the old people that played on this demo are now playing different instruments on the actual release. Yeah. That's and crazy. Record, you know, and, and re-recording it. So it's. It's, it's very just it's, from guitar to drums. It's like it's super interesting to compare back to back. I think. Yeah, 
And not only is it just like a time period jump and a production jump, it's actually different music. It's the same group of people swapping instruments almost and recording the same song. And pretty much uh, shout out to Eddie Garcia um, because it's his longest member. He kept it going. It's a drummer's man. Fuck yeah, drummer brothers, me and you, man. Drummers still keep in shit it. together. That's what we do. We keep shit together. To be a lesson <laughs> to everyone out there. This, this guy over Drummers, here. hold it down. This My, fucking guy, yeah. Long term. No, you just you just don't say anything. <laughs> <You're>, yeah. <Anyways. laughs> That's how you keep it together. Uh, should I mention the... Oh, yeah. So. So, in 1997, after submitting countless demos to, to record labels across the U.S., the band was signed to German Los Angeles-based Noise Records. That's crazy. Hold on. It's a German Los Angeles that makes record company. Okay. Yeah, I looked up some of their... That's, their- it's how you distribute <laughs> stuff. Uh, it's how you get past uh, distribution laws between like having... Mm. Uh, taking stuff that was recorded here in America, sending it over to Germany, and sometimes vice versa. It's the only way you can distribute stuff like that because the internet wasn't really a thing. That's true. This yet. is in 1997. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the bands on Noise Records are vast. Like they're in some, you, you have to be, and then sometimes uh, on like record a, uh, labels, they're just distributing other people's albums. They didn't make anything. True, they're just helping yeah. push. But here's so. a few bands that are that you've probably heard of that are on Noise Records: uh, Celtic Frost. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I've heard of that band. Uh, here's one. <laughs> uh, Creator, Halloween, uh, 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 Grave Digger. Mm-hmm. So just these kind of like I mean, thrashy, creator? like creator? death metal kind of almost bands. Yeah. Creator, <laughs> Halloween. Celtic Frost. Celtic Frost. Dude, <laughs> Have you I, ever heard I, of a band I, called Celtic Frost? Really, Fro- like <laughs> when it comes to thrash metal bands, uh, like those first two like bands, uh, back in the day when they first started, man, just... Some of the greatest thrash metal stuff ever. But, Say what you want. I don't, I don't know about Celtic Frost, but I always felt like it was thrash metal. I always feel like yeah. everything's thr- yeah. thrash metal because it's it's thrashy. punk and metal. <laughs> it's fucking you know? yeah. yeah. So that's who's on them. I, at least if you go to their page today, those are some of the bands that are listed. So kind of. I don't. I don't think necessarily Pissing Razors is still on Noise. They're they, not. Yeah. 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 They yeah, did, but they did uh, their first few. Pretty much. The first three, I believe. Well, uh, so, so yeah. but, but yes. So. After the after they were signed, um, they released their self titled CD the following year. Five more albums were released in the band's four year existence, and the band got the opportunity to participate in several festivals and shows across the world. In two thousand, the band was asked to contribute a song for a Pantera tribute album entitled "Panther," a tribute to Pantera. From Eclipse Records. They provided the opening track, Domination. Fucking hit that shit, Chris. <laughs> I don't have it pulled up. Motherfucker. Wow, you dropped the ball on we that. Can, we can edit this out. It's okay. should, should we play that as one of our songs? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do it. Um, well, no, let's totally do it. I just, wanna, I just wanted to show the audience a little bit of what it sounded like because it's pretty badass. Yeah, it's them doing a fucking tribute to Pantera. What we were all... Play it, Chris. Jesus, fuck. All right, I'll, I'll give it a, sh- I'll give it a shot. But uh, I, what I, what I like about it also is like uh, when I kind of like saw that they did that, I was like, oh my god, the association of it all just yeah, kind of like makes sense. And then that's great, that's perfect. It's yeah, still theirs. So. It's not like them doing a cover. It's still no, their yeah. song. Yeah. So here's a, here's a little taste, and you can even tell in the beginning, it's like crazy different. Fuck yeah. 
Yeah. A bit different. See, they're like doing something different. I think that's the best thing I've fucking heard all day. <laughs> but you can kind of hear it right here. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking into that. Yeah. So, like, Sick. <laughs> nah, now I'm a fan. I mean, uh, <laughs> other, they have so much stuff. Uh, Bria, you just now being kind of introduced into this, knowing about the so band. So I but, had heard of yeah, them, but, but never like actually sat down and listened to them. And I will admit, today is like the first time I sat down for like an hour and listened to them. Um, but yeah, no, it's good shit. They're entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's so much to listen to out there. So um, I'm interested know. in what's going to come next because they are about to release a new uh, album this year and they've put out two singles and a music video, which uh, is all I'm a, you know self-produced type stuff. So it's, I don't know, it's again going back to that kind of <clears throat> local, uh, promoting the local scene in a way, keeping it, you know. Oh, you're talking about uh, Death March 2020? Death March, yeah. yeah. Upcoming up in uh, March. <laughs> Clever. It, no, I don't know if it's in March. Oh, I thought it was. It may. It it's may. March twenty twenty. Oh, it does. I mean, it says Death March twenty twenty. Oh, okay. So, so I, I thought it was just so yeah. I mean, oh, you just put no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, with any like signs, it's going to be coming out relatively soon. Let's just say close to that because I mean, they already have two singles out. It seems like they're. Actively, UG uh, Death March in March yeah. 2020. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, you know this modern band that's been in hiatus for so long. That's coming back. That's kind of local. You know, they're kind of making a small. Yeah, they like. Why was really they weren't a band for like 10 years? They, yeah, they they stopped the things in 2004, and then they got. Well, think about in it too, because we talked about this time and time again. Where this was, uh, they started off. Uh, in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Like 94 is when they the first sound, started. Yeah. yeah. It's still a hard time for bands to make albums that they want to make or like on their own terms. And it's not like you record an album, you hit the road. You record an album, you hit the fucking road. Because that's what the record label is telling you to do. That's what works. That's what success is. Work, work, grind, grind. Yes and no in some ways because, you know, if we learn from Motorhead, that's all like Motorhead based their like – sound in their aggression on or their what made them motorhead is working on the road grinding yeah, yeah. that was but, their thing like, but it will kill someone and it usually what drives people away from the music industry or bands to break up because it's so relentless and you don't make a lot of money is, yeah and it just goes on for 10 years like that and you just wither in age it like it's <laughs> extremely you know so nowadays we can play by our own rules as bands because we have the internet Mm-hmm. And it is a good and a bad thing because now we can well, produce, we can yeah. distribute, we can sell it online, yeah, we, we can, can push out, ourselves. give it direct to, to the fans, the world. Yeah. Not yeah, not just here locally, but to the world. People in Japan, people in fucking Korea, in Russia can listen to this if you have the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. That's what's changed everything, and now bands can come back together. And I, I, that's what I believe. I don't know if that's a fact, but it's kind of looking that way because we've seen so many bands come back after ten years. Well, you can have like with, from the nineties, from the eighties, yeah. because now yeah. we play by our own rules. With, we can set our own tours. Now with, we can do our own shit. We can do what we want to do because it's supposed to be fun and not like turned into this like 
make a dime, you know, make make money. Well, but tr- so we make money. With you the know? internet now, you as Being a band can label. like get a direct feedback from your fans instead of like having to go through that third party of like a record label or a marketing or, or whatever. Yeah, it also so like, makes it more personal. Exactly. You don't know how many fans you really have back in the day because you don't know who, if you're who's getting reached in Europe, but now it's very direct when someone sends you a message, hey, I listened to your music and I really dig you, and they're from another country or whatever. It's like you kind of get a real tactile feeling almost of like who is like listening because they're reaching out and saying, hey. And I mean, this band in particular of the modern age, I've been in communication with their manager, Terry, who's awesome, shout out helped a lot on this episode and just future episodes and stuff like that and just communication. But that's another thing. It's just bands being real personable now. You can actually like message them on Instagram, message them on Facebook or something. And more you than likely personally from yeah, them and not from a third You will party, hear from you know? the band or you will hear from their manager or you will hear from somebody, you know, pretty like uh, pretty personable. It's not personal or it is personal. It's not um, I don't know, back in the day, just writing letters to fan clubs and getting mm-hmm. like a sticker back or something. It's <laughs> right. more like, and hey, yourself, we read, yeah. we read. <laughs> Hating yourself. Yeah. And then yeah. building your own kind of scene, your own underground scene, your own uh, death march. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, that being said, like, um, you know, big bands, uh, just it gets pulled way out of their capability of controlling said thing. You know, you have to hire publicists, whatever, to like really do your social media, but always having time to like a, a really great band still has time to come out. They'll watch the other bands in the crowd. They're not going to be too rock and roll, like sitting in the green room, you know, totally away from everything. I believe we still have like the Foo Fighters, huge band, but you can find those people like in everyday life and they'll be very nice. Yeah, I've heard to Dave Grohl's a very per- like. You can find no, him in a crowd at a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not going to be like too prissy. And that's one thing that separates uh, a, a really great band, you know? Plus, uh, that's what kind of made like underground scenes so thrive. Like, that made them thrive so much is because of the 1960s and 70s rock and roll glam success and super polished. And there's only, you have to be a super talented musician to do this. Once we get into the own DIY, all these. Bands come out of like you know the suburbs and just out of Seattle because there is no bands playing Garage there. And it's, rock. Yeah, and then punk rock, you know, prior to that because you're like fuck that. Anyone can pick up a guitar and let's try to do it, you know. And um, it it definitely changes the game as you know technology comes mm-hmm. and things become easier and we we just learn how to do it in different ways. And uh, like this band. Uh, Tried to play by the rules back in the day, and it didn't work out for him. But we know yeah. that from I think that's the way you know, the music industry kind of yeah. was at the time. Where Grand like Funk Railroad was bands that story. aren't getting play, you know? bands aren't that's getting insane. paid, or they're getting fucked over. Yeah, so it's like you know they're they're human beings too. They need to make a living. If we're putting all our effort into these albums, and we have a record label, ten percent of all out? sales it, come to them. And then oh, yeah. you have to cut that off and give 5% to your manager or something like that. That was, you know, that's yeah. insane numbers. And if you're, when we talk about those things, it, who knows what your like life goals are at that point? 
But if you're, say, in the middle of trying to start a family or something, and then like, which has happened, like, there's like at least have, two. Have, that's life. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, life directly happens. to this band. Oh, true. Yeah. Is there but was a member time and time who again, left that's, that's a lot of stories. Family, family yeah. and needed money. <laughs> exactly. Because you're on the road, just yeah. touring, grinding. Like, if you know, I'm going to be away from miserable. my family, it's got to pay off. Really? If it's not going to pay off, then I got to. Yeah. And that's that is the sad reality of music industry. Yeah. Like that's why the you know you got to support the local type stuff if you want to see it if you like it. You know. Yeah, we gotta gotta go, go out. Go to shows. Go, go to shows. out. So we yeah. can pay the five dollars yeah. and watch yeah. you know a, a good band or even a beginning <clears throat> band that's even if it is shady. that five dollars because like it's paying them to get there. It's gets their gas or whatever. Even if if it's yes, not gas, it's find their, it's a confidence. tiny venue and it's, go to it wherever you are. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. find local bands that you like and start following them. I'm not support. Yeah, them. you don't have to go yeah. out and just fucking settle. Like no. there's always something, and you'll be. But surprised. don't be afraid to walk into a small venue when there's a band playing exactly. and just fucking try it out. Like, if you like them, buy their CD if they have one. If yeah. you like them, buy the that, shirt. That that's they their have. gas like, money. Follow yeah. them on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Like, follow them on Instagram. Go down. Uh, download their. You know. Spotify or whatever, Apple Music, like start listening to it because bands see that type shit. If you start listening to them on digital platforms, most, you know, underground bands, they put it up there themselves. They uploaded it and stuff themselves and they're keeping track of their own analytics. So they're, they're seeing it themselves. It's not like some other person's watching it and then telling them. They're more than likely logging in and it's their email that's attached to it and it's their account. So they're seeing... In real time, people care. Yeah, and then so you're just sharing it on your own social media website yeah. as well. Like you like something, you know, post it, send a link, be like, other people should listen to this. It's never like, I never feel like it's pushing on someone. It's like, hey, I really like the song. I like, I would want the world to hear this, you know? That's how I always feel when I hear yeah. something really good. I remember when Facebook, so when social media started, that was like the thing. Or not. People no. were just like sharing music videos and songs. That's and just all like, it should be. Yeah, yeah. when you'd go on someone's MySpace page and it That's was like, like all it was. was it just was like, a you're song. allowed to post. No, but was, like, yeah, no, but you, like you, you had your, 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 you do no, the little widget. No, but no, but yeah, but you had your profile, and then there'd be like when it first started out, it was one song that you got to pick, and it would be like your the thing, theme of yeah. your fucking profile, and then you had a list of songs. I, I, it go was great on, for musicians back then. I loved it because I'd go on my friends, my friends that were really into music, like I have been, like I would go on their page and be like, oh, what five songs did they pick, and go through that shit. Yeah. I mean, in same, yeah, MySpace, all just the social media. I also started remember my friends with fucking like, with me and posting weird shit. Yeah. Discovery. <laughs> and that's the point. It's like trying to show other people new things or what you like because right. not, every, you know. And, and, and since uh, Facebook won't do it themselves and they suck when it comes to band pages oh yeah. and Instagram is just whatever Instagram wants to be, we should, as fans around the world, take control of our social media platforms and just post things that we like, you mm-hmm. know, bands, uh, posting music videos, just stuff like that. That kind of content is what I would love to see more and more. And, you know, that would just take away all the piss out of Facebook. It's just like, yeah. now it's all music, asshole. Now but, it's uh, all music. Yeah. That's what I like. I mean, even we see it from like contemporary artists of ours here in town, like posting 
music videos or whatever the hell. Yeah, like, get fucking pictures. Look at like Bandcamp. That. That's fun. It's look fun. at Bandcamp. Everyone yeah. should look at Bandcamp. It's such a useful Bandcamp's tool. Bandcamp's so great. Especially yeah. your, like, your local shit, like finding definitely, local yeah. artists. Bandcamp man. is definitely. Sometimes download the app, y'all. It's free. Download Bandcamp. Sometimes like your local. look up bands in your area. Sometimes your local artists don't have like a Spotify. Exactly, yeah. Or they're not available on a lot of other platforms. And I found like a, a ton of shit on Bandcamp. Pile of shit. Yeah. And it's so easy to use. You just type in fucking where you are or what type of fucking genre you want to look at. That type of shit, too, also is just direct contribution to the band. You buy the album if you like it. The band immediately, you know, that's straight into their account. Yeah. Yeah. That's not no middleman type of a thing. If the band has set it up themselves, all of your sales on there, like personally, if I was, if, if Bandcamp had more music, like more mainstream type stuff, I think that would probably be the best platform to purchase music on because they're kind of, they have everything and then it also goes directly to the artists. But they do, they're, they're kind of limited as far as like they cater to the, the uh, more underground independent band, which is a good thing. We mm-hmm. need that. Uh, but I think they would uh, absolutely kill be, as a platform if they yeah. had like an overall, like you You'd be purchase surprised. anything yeah. and everything and it goes directly to them. You'd be like, very surprised on uh, the bands that uh, we like that, exists, uh, that are on Bandcamp yeah. that we think are huge bands. Oh, yeah. They do. Some big major bands yeah. do have Bandcamp profiles and releases on there to purchase. Their, and because also you can download the music directly. So not only do you listen to it, you download it. You can pick like high quality versions. Lyrics are attached sometimes. Mm-hmm. Other things are attached. You buy a thing and it comes with like the music videos or whatever the fuck. Sometimes it's in the same like, like the, the shows. Art. Yeah, it's got the show. Yeah, shows that are yeah, coming up because yeah, you can link it in with bands in Very town, useful platform. Yeah. There's even like, you think you sell merchandise now. It like links up to stuff like that. I think you can link mm-hmm. up to your store. So it's all around. It's a great platform. And definitely utilize it if you are interested in seeking new music. And back to this whole discussion of how I even found I wouldn't have found the band if it wasn't for music discovery and just platforms that exist and are coming out. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, again, please follow these people on Instagram. Yeah, I'm like. You could, you know, find their link on Facebook, follow them there, and then this will be one of those things where. You know, I'm looking at Bandcamp right now, and it's like the way that it, the way that it's fucking set up is great. It like knows I'm from Washington. Like it's like pulling up all these local Washington Mm. bands. I'm like, how'd you fucking know? (laughs) Because if you have a set there, I Uh, don't. I have a set here. Why don't we get into another song? Another song. This is that uh, song I was we play or played for y'all earlier, just the back and A B it. But uh, we'll hear the original from the demo, which is Box Life. So this is a song that they did. Previously on this album, and then re-recorded for the second album, I believe. Their second album, they re-recorded. All the members have obviously switched around by this point. So interesting. If you if you want to go listen to the full release of this song and hear the the difference, yeah. So yeah, check it out.
fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I fucking just love metal. Very different from the and first song we played. Very different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, on your demo, you you experiment. Did I say experiment? Mm-hmm. Um, you're finding your sound. Yeah. You're trying to like. It's great. And uh, you just kind of like mess around and try, you know, different things. I've heard demos of bands like uh, fucking uh, Soundgarden or Rage Against the Machine. And they were like, whoa, this is very different from what you hear on their very first album. And especially with a band like this, uh, very it's similar, but uh, we have a, a big change when it comes to, you know, guitar player becoming drummer. Bass that, player that can change your player. sound yeah. entirely. But this still, like, their sound is, like, very edgy. You know what I mean? It's very snappy. Everything feels very um, cut, precise. It's almost industrial in some ways. And we were, I, when I first heard this, I was like, are the drums real? Are they programmed? Because they were just so, like, snappy on point. And you mm-hmm. made a, you know... Obviously, it's uh, triggers, and this yeah, is the time be- of like where triggers are probably coming into play a lot more in just studio, and especially with metal. And um, you know, that's a taste uh, preference for a lot of drummers, a lot of listener of metal mm-hmm. metal heads, especially. Yeah, I've never heard any other fan of music break down how things sound. You know, like no one that's a fan of hip hop breaks down like, oh man, you hear the backbeat on this? Well, maybe they do. I don't know. But they like totally pop, do. they do. Or like, okay, maybe maybe not that style of music, but maybe like pop. I don't know. But they really like they'll be really critical when an album comes out of a band because you know you can't please your old fans. Metal does with your have that like shit. You're not gonna have yeah. like a stoner band with like a a a uh, trigger drum set. It's not really gonna like. Fit True, but too we, much. You want that. You hear like, complaints of like, I don't like how the snare sounds, or I don't like how those yeah. kick pedals sound. A lot has to do with drums when it comes to metal, like I mean, how you get that precise sound of metal like, and drums are like yeah. the thing. Like you know what I mean? You go see metal show. It's usually like the drums. The are, drummer is like yeah. one of the things to pay attention to, in a sense. If you're he, welcome, yeah. Scott. <laughs> it's it's no, a heavy I mean, workload on me is. because I mean, it's a lot of pressure if I call myself a metal drummer. But it's the I, genre. expect, you know, blast beats and sudden rolls, you know, I get uh, all, drum solos. I get so many comments fills. when I, like, I'm talking to musicians or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, I'm dating a drummer. And they're like, oh, yeah, what does he play? And I'm like, he's a metal drummer. And they're like, oh, so he does this? Yeah. <laughs> so he can do double kick drums? He does all the bass. He does the double bass. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm a rock drummer in a metal band, though, because of the insane shit I've heard. Like, on this album, is like, these things are, like, not what how I would approach some of this. You know what I mean? Well, I think this is more laid-back kind of drums. There's space. It's more lens to the groove thing. Yeah. And that's where I think, like, and it does like an industrial in a bit because I'm thinking yeah. like Godflesh, you well, know what I'm hearing. The this. last song, which will play last, is one of the songs I picked. Has a different, totally different drum style than all the rest of the songs in that there's blast beats. It's kind of all over the place. It's like, you know, to the point of trying to find your sound. You're you know, just recording and then maybe letting it sit there for a while and you're like, you know, I'll back. play. You find, you know yeah. what, blast beats don't maybe fit the groove metal. Style. So then your later releases kind of get away from that or maybe use it more subtly or, you know what I mean? That's why I was surprised when I looked at like their information. It just says like under genres, it just says groove metal. Yeah. And it's, it's, groove metal is just a way of staying away from 
the word new metal. No, no, but I, I would yeah. say that they're a couple different things, not just the one. Oh, yeah. for sure. That, that genre should have been like, that list of different genres should have been at least six. You know? Groove metal <laughs> just kind of that like broad, I mean, it's yes, the broad, like, because yeah. they, they have that, there's the rap kind of funk thing they do, but then they do kind of do like complete groove stuff where it's simple drums literally just groove like, but it, it's still like it, it's still like very precise and yeah. and at this time you know uh think about what music was around in 96 or just in in the 90s in general we had in metal the two biggest things were popping up was uh new metal and industrial metal mm-hmm. and that was kind of the thing yeah. and, and then some bands just kind of like dabbled between the two because it's they were the Thrash same metal thing was in, in some ways. Thing. They just became subgenres yeah. based on that one thing that was happening in that time frame. Yeah. So you could see it all over the place. Like if you like this style of music, I and you know, this whole podcast is about discovery, I throw out like that band Scissor Fight, which you're gonna get the same feel from, you know? Like even early um uh clutch. Mm-hmm. It just it feels around the same. And I, maybe it's because like in Texas we have a little bit more of a twang. Or like a little bit of more of a bend when we play metal, you know, we just kind of make it, you know, mm-hmm. that's just kind of our thing down here because it kind of coincides with country a little bit or just like the yeah, vibe, I hear our scenery. Yeah. What yeah. You make music in El Paso in the desert, what do you think you're going to fucking make? Desert you know rock. I mean? It's I mean, all your like, scenery, like, it's what's around you. Like yeah. a lot of Texas metal bands have that Texas type sound and because they purposely tried to incorporate it or influence it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the drive-in, a lot of like Latin-infused things yeah, yeah. going on there, being El Paso themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we get on with like ministry and stuff later you on, just really being placed ministry. in, you know, mm-hmm. in the great butts, uh, Buck Satan, Butt Satan, uh, great <laughs> Buck Satan. It, it, I think it probably was a play on words, supposed to be butt. But, <laughs> all about the it. butt talk. <laughs> yeah, all the butt talk here today on the Bangover Podcast. Um <laughs> You can kind of just hear this, like, a little bit of that little uh, desert feel. You know what I mean? This little bit of groove, this little bit of, like, you just get the sense of, like, uh, how this was created. And, um, you know, some of those bands I just, like, clutch right here in Texas, too. So, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, just they get are that, from here. Yeah, you kind of get that bend, and that's why I was like, it, it just, this band made sense. Like, especially uh, I listened to the album after this, you know, the change around, and and the song we just listened to, uh, what is it called again, Chris? Box Life. Box Life. Uh, on the next album, Redone, you know, and it's, yeah, I like it a little bit more. Just because, you know, this is demo and then mm-hmm. that's actual album. But um, still, uh, I fucking love that song. And there's, like, how many songs are on this album? 16? It's what, for a demo, oh, that's it's a pretty long, ambitious. Yeah. That's a long-ass demo. That's why I was like, it's hard to call it a demo at times. Yeah. But it's kind of like, I, I'm sure it's more of like their master works between, you know, in, the, in that two years. For the, well, they the did recording. say Early count, 90s to 96. They did, yeah. In the beginning of the history, they did say countless demos. So is this one demo or is this it, several of them put more, together? It's probably more of them it, put together. It's probably, yeah, the accompany. Because we we hear like the the style of just the production value itself as well, kind of like move a little bit, a little like, bit yeah, yeah. Because it's uh, DIY, it's independently produced. So you might have got all the drums in one place, or it's sixteen songs, so you probably got like four somewhere, five. Mm. You know, 
there wasn't like too much we That's could dive I mean, like, in on this for one. For a demo, if you were to go into like let's say they even tried to do this. This is like, a fucking on a, demo on a major label great. if they tried you know? to, Yeah, for real. That's what I was <laughs> like. If they tried to do this on a major label, this is like thousands and thousands and that you know tens of thousands of dollars to record this type shit. Oh right. To track all the drums, track all the guitar for thirteen plus songs or whatever. And then the re release that they're about to put out has three additional songs. 19? So it's like you know, it's uh, it, at that time, and even at this time, in this day and age, conceptualizing a, a a demo of that length and of this quality is kind of not really done too much. And it probably was cut up in pieces uh, when they were playing shows back in the day. Yeah. They would sell like four here, you know, blah, blah, no, blah. Who you know? in the hell is making a 13-song demo nowadays? I just feel like, like this is more of your static no, age. Like, Nobody would, yeah. no. But this is more like your misfit static age where it's like all my demos are True. just slammed onto this one. True. Hence why it's 16, you know, yeah. tracks long. Uh, because a demo, we all know, a demo pretty much has to be three. And that's industry standards. It's really three songs. You don't... And then... Sometimes it's two songs and one's just done in a different way. You know, like you have oh, yeah. two of the same songs just mixed and mastered in a different way or drums or the groove changes a little bit, you know, because you want to just kind of put a feel out and see what people like. They were like, oh, I really like this track off this single. And then you're like, cool. And then that kind of just gives you a little bit of boost and airplay. And then you can make a little bit of money to make your full length album, you know? And it gets people talking about you and it gets more of the hype of like, I'm not going to put in money for something that people don't like. Hence why we do a demo. Because, mm. you know, you said thousands and thousands of dollars go into making like yeah. the albums that we all love. You know what I mean? You don't think about how much money that can go into some albums. Mm-hmm. Which um, I, I would love to see like, uh, you know, a breakdown of all the numbers and like the highest. Yeah. You know, because we always... People always talk about that when it comes to movies. Like, what like was the budget on this so, movie? Yeah. And then what was the I mean, return? The, the and what one, was the point of making it if it doesn't return three times? That comes to know? mind is Nirvana and Bleach because mm. the rumor is yeah. it was made for like 400 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's insane. That's ridiculous. Dude, so, we kind of go back to those. Like, but we go back to Bleach more that? nowadays. Like that nine we songs just kind or of, something, you know? It's, yeah. it's not, it's a lot of songs, but it's not, it's kind of in that mid. This is a lot of songs. This is like almost well. If this, if you were to do something like this for your first thing, pretty ambitious. If you were to do, I, I can't. I don't know. I can pull it up. Just with record the exact everything number, and see what like, see what hits. Yeah. See what people really like. But did if they, they have like the three rap bonus, rock thing, or did they? If you have three bonus, that's nineteen. You know, so like it's just. It, I I commend it because it's it's amazing, and you just get more music out of it. But if you're, uh, I I don't know how much it cost. So that's another thing. Like maybe they did make it for less or about that price. And that's even, holy shit, that's like more bang for your buck type of a thing. You know what I mean? Like getting that much material for that and then being able to shop this around and then that's what gets you to the next plateau. Because that's what the whole point of it is. is You're supposed to sell it to a a record label. Use this to get you to your next... Yeah, you go spend the money to cut yeah. your your demo, and then you shop it around. Yeah. You know, this isn't supposed to be what you like. Uh, you are like exactly gonna sound like because this is this is just uh, the potential. Yeah, where you could be. So what you're capable of, exactly. and that's why we hear uh, many different things in this album. Where it comes to your rap metal, to 
uh, more of a technical side, and, and then sometimes it just it, it, it's just a lot of groove. You know what I mean? You can still hear like where they kind of like the majority of it, it's like this really just groovy metal. Because again, this is what's kind of like coming up at that time in '96. Uh, that's right. what was popular, you know? Yeah. And it was my favorite music. Even into when like I was that early 2000s, you're just like that rap rock, metal, new metal, like just all of that is kind of like starting to like gestate and really like come, come to like a forefront. Bands are like starting to play like a beginning of festivals. They're playing the smaller stages and they're slowly, now they're like headlining towards the like mid 2000s. The same bands that were at the bottom of the stage or a second billing now at the top because that type of genre is getting more and more disturbed. I mean, you said that. It's just like stuff like yeah. that where you'd see them like, oh, they're there. And then all of a sudden the next year they're at the top of the bill. I wish they would have just took the whole um, uh, industrial metal route and just became more edgier industrial. Who, disturbed? At, no, Pissing Razors oh, okay. because oh. I feel like it would just, that, well, the name will fit in a little bit more too because it's supposed to be like, we would have saw these guys. You're playing in underground debauchery scenes and uh, late '90s movies where everyone's wearing leather and there's like, yeah. you know, and you're behind a, a cage. Light. Yeah, and the it's band's behind the cage and they're wire. just like playing the most sick shit you ever heard. And you're like, who's this band? You know, and they're like wearing crazy costumes. I don't know, dreadlocks. Mm. When did we and see Ministry? Mask. We saw them way too out of their prime. No, no shout out to Al Jordan. See you later. Tour. It was like 2009 or something. 2008. 2008. And we think. would have seen these guys play for ministry, but they got replaced by the guy from Prong and, mm. uh, and the other drummer. But it would have been the guys from Pissing Razors playing in ministry for whatever reason. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so it was that moments, tour. It was yeah. like that time that that happened. So that would have been a very crazy chain of events. And just them being associated with every other band that they have an association with Rex. Yeah. And then and, the whole Pantera thing. And it's a lot of like Texas metal because exactly. of ministry just moving down here to El Paso, I think, in 2000 and something and uh, creating um, 13th Planet Studios. Yeah, it, w- it would not surprise just me moved, if, if they're uh, just kind of you know, all Detroit, like you know? friends. You know what I mean? They like Texas. If, if you're in the same El Paso, cannot be uh, that large to where like the metal scene is that dispersed. So like, True. you know, you're all got to be at least in the same kind of crowd or associated associated people. So I don't know. That's how it is in this town. Everyone, you're like, if That's you're in, a, if you're in the metal scene, band we, too. Yeah. Uh, creating a, what was the uh, band with uh, Rex Brown? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Jason Bragg, who's a member of the, I guess we didn't really talk about too much, but he's a member later. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up joining uh, Vinny Apiece from uh, Black Sabbath, Dio, and it literally just says, etc. And, yeah, like, and Rex Brown. Who's your go-to guy? Yeah. <laughs> and Rex Who's Brown from now? Pantera and Kill Devil Hill and has been with the band since 2011. Mm. Yeah. And then, awesome. and then we, because we're talking about ministry, Caesar Soto, uh, who's also was an, is another member of this I believe the band, third singer. Uh, ended up joining uh, Al Jorgensen or second. of ministry as a contracted guitar player and has been with the band since 2015. What? Yeah, yep. 
And you can just see, like, and then you know, just people in tie. In 2004, both Eddie Garcia and Rick Vallis were contracted into ministry as basing their players, respectively, later being replaced by Paul Raven from Killing Joke and Tommy Victor from Prong. Yeah. That's his name, Tommy Victor. I've seen that guy so many fucking times, it's insane. Not that I have like gone to see him. He's just He's in just every there. band. He's, He's fucking like, there. in three of the bands. He's literally in like, like every in band. 2015, Why are you he was here? in all, yeah. all the bands. You're like, dude, that's the that, that's the oh, we see prong, we see ministry, and then we see another we, band. We saw prong, I think prong opened up for uh Soulfly. And that was yeah. the weird part. Is because it was like some I think the bass player for Prong is the same from Soulfly. It's uh God, I think his name's Tony. But uh, same bass player for uh, Static. I was about to say, it's the dude with the beard. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That guy is in Campos. Tony Campos. No. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna have fact check. <laughs> <laughs> sounds right. I'm gonna fact check corner. But no, uh, but yeah, he that was dude's just, rules. Yeah, he was everywhere. Yeah. Um, but no. Vic, so Eddie, Tommy, like, yeah, yeah Tommy Eddie Victor came in. everywhere. Like you need a you need a guy to pl- come in and play guitar for you, Colin. Song's <laughs> not doing too well. No, they just released a new album, actually. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, I haven't listened to it. No, me <laughs> hey, but, when we get to a prong episode. Yeah, yeah. What did you say he was in Static X? Bass player. Hold on. I'm going to fact check y'all. Keep talking. And, and again, <laughs> like, uh, back to the fact, like, all these bands are just like. Yeah, Tony Campos. Tony Campos. You're right. Hey. right. Motherfucker, because he's in a lot of yeah. our episodes. He's uh-huh. your in-house bass player as well. You he's know what I mean? the guy you yeah. call on, I mean, even when they do. Static X reunion thing. Fear Factory Ministry. Oh, he's like Static a reason X. you kind of would go. Yeah, like, I would still go see that because of that guy. That dude yeah. rule. Prong, uh, <laughs> Soulfly, he's and Possessed. Did you just hear all those fucking bands I just named? Who? Yeah. Six different bands Fear Factory, Ministry, Static so, X, Prong, yeah. Soulfly, and then he and yeah. Possessed. And, and before then, and what was the funny part is that's when uh, Soulfly was up on stage and the bass player was drunk. And you could see Max like getting super pissed off at that bass player. It was him? No, uh, he oh, was in and prom, he's in another band called Assessio. Assessio afterwards, but dude, and then like right after that tour, I think maybe on that tour he got fired, and then they just got Tony to fill in mm-hmm. bass, and then he became the bass player for a hot second. And I fucking love that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally he's the guy I gave the guys. flyer to, and he was like, "What's your band's name? Free show." <laughs> You've been doing this for a while. <laughs> no, that's not our band. God damn it! <laughs> That's like the biggest thing on yeah, the flyers yeah. is free show. And like, I gave him one band? of our like show flyers. I was like, dude, I just want to give this to you because you know I think you're awesome and I want to be connected to you guys in some way. I was like fucking twenty. I also got busted for weed at that show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you- dude, this was like fucking ten years ago. It was not cool. Can't do that. No. Yeah, but um, it. it's like this band is kind of like um. We always talk about like the similarities and crossovers almost in every episode. There's so much crossover because when you talk about metal, you talk about it in this certain in this specific time frame or area. People, well, it's very incestuous. I mean, the music scene exactly. is constantly moving, moving exactly. bits of people, and that's the funnest part. This of band what we is a good example about. of yeah. that. How many like different people, just musical chairs up in that? Exactly. And from here, it could open up a gateway of other music or other type of uh, bands in this vein that you would come to fall in love with. If you're listening to our episode right now and you're just really loving this, uh, I think that also we're going to put a link up so you can find yeah. all their stuff. You yeah. know, I think metal in general is very uh, community 
sort of like even when it comes to I'm thinking of like Megadeth and stuff, they're like he's hiring out other guitar players. They're cycling through people. Ozzy does the same thing when it comes to like guitar players. It just like it, it keeps metal, the band going and alive. Metal and punk. Yeah, you, you even when yeah. you're re- when you're replacing changes. somebody, you replace somebody with somebody of equal stature or somebody who's going to fit, but is also like brings their own like uh, cred in a mm-hmm. way, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that was kind of what we were getting in with like this band too. If you're replacing members with people who are who've never played shows or never toured or don't have the experience. And you have the experience, then it's kind of like taking a step back, maybe, where you want to kind of keep going. So you're going to hire your Megadeth and or whatever band, say whatever you want to hire. You want to hire somebody that's equal. You got to afford to hire them, and sometimes that's just not in your uh, wheelhouse. And and you take a chance on someone. Also, you also live and learn. At that point, you're like, I made those mistakes back then. Now I know what I've done, and now I can do it better at this point because you, now we can get back uh, a group of people that I, I, I do trust. You and, hope and your band's on. at a stature where, like, if you do have to hire somebody, it's not, you know, like you want people to work for you. You know what I mean? It's like at that point, it's like, oh, it's not even about the money. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm the guitar player for this band or whatever the fuck. Like, you should be like excited to be in the band, or if you're insanely talented and, and Sorry about that, Chris. Yeah, is, Chris keeps fucking around with this dumb can. He's drunk. I, I kicked. He's this, drunk off. He's drinking this. His hard seltzer. His his hard seltzer over here, like a. Oh, you got a can. Handsy. Oh, this is sour <laughs> beer. It's not. But it's a can. I'm just becoming now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get. Apologies. Apologize. Uh, I apologize, Chris. Can I can I try some of your hard seltzer? It's already Chris? gone. Oh, you're just a <laughs> I, 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 He's drunk. <laughs> so um, th- that's why you got to be like. Um, all those bands, one thing in common, one person keeps it alive, you know? It goes on for like 20, 25 years. I, I can't do math right now. Uh, 24, 25, 26. Um, one person stays and keeps it all together. Uh, we know in Mayhem, it's mm. the drummer. We know in um We always ministry, seem to go back Al to this Jordanson, point of like there is like, one person that one. keeps that band together. Eddie Garcia is that one. Shout out to Eddie. That it's, you know, I, and again, I love that fact that it's a... A drummer because I'm like, yeah, drummer power. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but you know, keeping it alive, keeping it pushing, uh, pushing it, and that's why we're we're talking about it right that's now. You know, we're talking about it right now is because uh, he kept it up and going. And then now um, for their new releases, we have um, old singer coming back. Well, I mean, it was the singer from this EP and the uh, first two, three albums. There you um, go, like coming back, doing uh, work again, you know. Um, let's see. The, yeah, the current yeah. singer is Joe Rodriguez. Yeah, so he was on so the first three and this mm-hmm. this demo. Yeah. So whole, the like, current you know, members just getting the band back are together. Eddie, yeah, exactly. the scenario. Eddie, Matt Lynch, who we previously mentioned, uh, Joe Rodriguez, and uh, Gio Gomez. Those are the guys. So you get three, you know, you get... They were they got a new bass player, but basically three out of the uh, original, almost a, almost yeah. original lineup. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's pretty awesome just to be um, even doing this episode right now because you know listening to it, I was like, uh, I was like, Chris, you're in, you've been talking to these people. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this band sounds fucking awesome as fuck, and um, I fucking love it. Uh, I 
this is going to make me want to listen to uh, more things, get on to uh, especially the new album coming out. Yeah, it's definitely a band I want. I'm gonna want to follow now. Yeah, exactly. I want to hear their new shit. Yeah, and then if they do tour, you know, they're so locally based, they're definitely gonna come through here. They're gonna like. It's probably gonna be a Texas run if they do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it. And I just want that shit to be loud, like, like physically, like devastating. Loud. No, I could like, see it like crushing. here in town, it'd be like Lost Well, maybe Empire. You've been very cool. Come and take very, it. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, given the right just audience and like uh, environment, I think that type of stuff. Austin's metal scene. And then if you do San Antonio's metal scene, obviously. Obviously. Obviously, really good. So, I mean, it just makes sense to kind of hit up this area. So, we'll get lucky. Yeah. We're going to get a little lucky. All right. Well, let's hear another song. Yeah. And and, grind on this motherfucker. Chew on. Um, And then we'll come back with our final thoughts. This is going to be another one of, uh, I picked this one because it's another one of those like different kind of rap rock ones. So, it's just another feel for that, uh, just the the blending of genres that kind of were like, going on on this EP. Yeah, I'm very prevalent at the time. listening to this um at work in um busy night dj playing and (laughs) i couldn't hear none of that shit because this was blaring my headphones it was like immediately cut it out i was just like zing i was like people talking just seeing mouse move i was like finally (laughs) pure bliss uh it was fucking loud it just that's what i'm saying when i see him live i just want it to be like fucking 
loud, you know. I want to, I want to, want to feel that shit. I want to rip your face and, off. Yeah, my ears <laughs> just like my eyeballs shaking and shit, about to explode. Um, I fucking love it. Um, even though it was like kind of a rap rock song, it did get very, you know, real. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're. You're down southern metal at the end. It's, it's the blending so of stuff metal. where it's like you got that 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 clean vocal maybe, but then it's like the hardcore like sped up tempo. I don't know. Like yeah, heavy, heavy riffs underneath it that are uh, kind of. I don't want to say they like are adopting it, but they're trying to do something different with that uh, with that whole thing, you know. We're all paying attention to Jack. This is why. <laughs> uh, Jack's jamming out. Jack Roulette, everyone. Uh, he's my dog. He's an old man. and um, He is jamming out on the couch. Yeah, he's doing his own thing. He doesn't care if we're recording. And we can't move him. <laughs> <laughs> he's he old and he's big and he'll bite you. <laughs> he doesn't move well. It's like picking up a water We're bed. really in his area. This is his territory. Yeah, we're more like in the Jack living room right now. Can I get my own apartment? <laughs> or at least my own recording studio. One of the two. Um, so we're here at the end of the episode. Uh, again, please follow these people on their Instagram. And then you can find the link for their Facebook. Um, it's just Pissing Razors 915. And then you can see all the up and coming things they got going on if you're digging on this, you know? If you're grooving on this metal. On the groove. You understand? Get some merch. They post a lot of pictures of fans like sporting their merch. So like if you rep it, they'll show you love too. So it's no they'll post you. Yeah. So maybe, you know Be friends with them. There you go. Maybe you don't even have to wear it if you're like a sexy lady. You could just kind of like half wear it or, you know, cut it up all <laughs> how you women do. They actually sell, I am a sell uh, merch <laughs> catered to women. They so, actually have women's t-shirts? I believe. Most bands do. It's, that's it's not true. That's not, no, fuck you. Look at my goddamn drawer. They have nope. a, uh, they, like their beanies. They have, they have one that has like, uh, like lips on it, like. Like kiss lips, uh-huh. so it's like there's ones that are they cater to they make different styles for everything. I just want fucking t-shirts that but fit even me. That's all I want. T-shirts that fit. No, they do. They, yeah, there's constantly. <laughs> that's why, I gotta, that's why the yeah. cut up thing exists because I gotta cut that because I gotta make it for my body. Yeah, the, the shoulders <laughs> it's don't having, fit right. Having multiple cuts, having different um, logos, having different things that different you know uh, different just different genders like. could associate with. Or like, yeah. yeah. Pieces of content. Different people. If you're like a real girly art. girl, you're gonna, you might, oh, I want some little kissy lips on me. Yeah, All right, you're being fuck. a jackass. Some men like that too. Some, you, some, want, you want some? Yeah, I could see fucking some Scott guys. rocking some, <laughs> some <laughs> kiss lips. Not me personally. Uh, <laughs> you're the one that fucking brought home like a bunch of girl t-shirts, tried to wear them because you like extra tight shit to show off your body. And I was like, no, babe. These no, fit someone me gave and I'm them to me, them. said they were um, a small... It's a like, women's small. A women's small, but you, no one notices that when they. But, I just rolled up. It's just merch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, d- even so that. I'm looking at you like you're an idiot. Yeah. I just bring it home. I'll throw it away if it doesn't fit. I get them. They're mine now. That's fine. <laughs> you're, I don't care about those shirts. 
I, I, the fact that you can even just get merch directly through them is great too. Like Carp, for example, I remember when I had to like, how in the hell are you ever going to get anything Carp related or like bands like that, like underground, you got to hit them up. Hey, do you have shirts? Do you have anything I could ever purchase from you? Yeah. yeah. We had someone like, hit us up for an autographed picture yeah. of us. D- hang yeah. Up in this, their what? Yes. And I'm just now finding out about this. I've on the can. <laughs> wow. So Crazy I mean, someone like wants stuff. your guys's fucking John Hancock's. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard our music? <laughs> I mean, we're not no, as good I as Pissy Razors, but but no. And this there. person is like from where? Give us some time. They're from like where are they from? That person that hit us up, they're from like some place out of the like state or something like that. They're not from here. How the fuck they find out about you? Yeah. Guys? Because of the internet. Exactly, yeah, okay. and it's like that that's, thing. That, <laughs> that thing. That, that's the whole big Maybe point. We, it's like there's a song of ours that you know it's just he can't stop listening to, and he just keeps. Oh, that's back. adorable! Yeah. By the way, their band's name is Flooded Tomb. That's adorable. Yeah. Fl- flooded Tomb, <laughs> and you can adorable follow band. Flooded Tomb at. I love how you you read your personal Instagram, <laughs> but not your not your guys' well, band. Yeah, because, you guys are in well, a band, and you me, don't talk about. Let me explain why. Three because people if, out of the band are in. If the, you follow, fucking... if you follow my personal Instagram, um, you can. Uh, I have links for all the bands I'm in and um, all the bars I work at. Anything associated <laughs> with it. Jesus. Uh, yeah, uh, because we there's shows at all my bars that I work at. There's oh, hey, shows there. I should start like saying stuff about where I work too because we have shows. Okay, that's something that <laughs> just you need to do. I'm trying to explain my thing over here. So if just you follow me <laughs> at Scott Allen, A-L-A-N, one three three, then you can see all the things I'm up to. There's links for <laughs> all my bands. <laughs> yeah, all my bands, uh, the podcast. Uh, you can find a link for any up-and-coming shows that we have for everything uh, as well. And then you can follow have to, all the things. I have to really attach fucking links to my shit. Again, that. something you should be doing <laughs> off air. I don't know why you bring should be well it's great on-air banter. I don't know how many just times I've Radio gold. Never <laughs> heard that term. <laughs> we just need video gold now with Jack just beating the fuck out of Chris over here when See, he comes is- to the couch. The Aww. dog should also be off-air, but he's a topic. Well, Jack's a metalhead, and he says he approves this episode. <laughs> it's just a little stamp of his face. little pause up and approval of... A jamming dog right there. And, um, yeah, any other final thoughts, y'all, about this uh-huh. band? Hope they come through. Definitely could see them at some some spots here, like, filling a, at least. Maybe like, flooded tombs. Maybe. I could definitely see a crowd <laughs> digging it, like, if, they, if they're as tight as they are on record as they can be live. You know, it's, like, one of those things, like, they, they where there needs to be, even if there is. However many people in the audience, there needs to be more. You know, like one of those things. I because it's going to be. That well, maybe good. this will help. Because it's going to be that Fucking... good of a show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it'll sound that good and be that good. Like no matter however many yeah, people, people are in that venue, there needs to be. So more no, because... if when you see this yeah. pop up on your Facebook, on whatever, you live here in Austin, Texas. You see pissing razors playing in town. You follow the Lost Well. Etc. Venues like Whatever. this. Just keep an Go, eye on. Try it. Like, try yeah. it out. We we approve this band. Uh, that it's going to be fucking fantastic. They're going to nail it every time. I'm watching live videos all day. Uh, fucking that. Like I said, the, the, and, yeah, the drummer manages like the all the sound and handles like a lot of their production and stuff. So it's a fucking like, genius. It's always nailed down and stuff like that. Drum the drum sound in particular. Him being a drummer. 
Yeah, so and I can, a guitar I, player. I, I bet the drums are going to sound great. So it's like. What does he write the lyrics as well? <laughs> Eddie, let us know how much you actually do. Is it everything or is it just just the image, the social media, the sound, yeah. the drums, maybe the songwriting? Yeah. Do you need the lyrics as well? No. Well, uh, again, uh, this yeah. has been a fucking fantastic episode. Um, looking forward to hearing the new yeah. album coming There's gonna out. There's going to be some stuff this year. That's uh, a Death March 2020. Yeah, Look out for it. So, eulogy Death March. Whoa, yeah, that's what I said. Eulogy Death March. <laughs> we'll, we'll also have, um, um, what is it, the 20th anniversary of Fields of Disbelief is also this year. So we'll also maybe touch on that. So they got some landmark stuff happening this year. Yeah, it's uh, 2020, y'all. 2020. So it's the year of the razors. Wow. The fuck. Wow. <laughs> the future. Um, so uh, thanks for everyone who listened. And uh, please, when you follow us on these social media websites, you can definitely jack, please. We're trying to do ad reads right now. Um, just a little show promotion. We have our anti-Valentine's Day uh, coming up. Volume two. Day Volume before two. Anti-Valentine's Day show. Fucking so little metal punk rock show. Volume two. Volume two. Um, the second one we put together... Uh, Thursday, February 13th at the Lost Well, the day before Valentine's Day, but don't, it's just the semantics. Who cares, all right? Uh, we're going to have Hell Fury. We all love mm-hmm. fucking Hell Fury, right? Uh, Sodomy Cop and Sex Cult. So it's going to be... Your other band. <laughs> my other band. Um, where I just, but day beat it down. I just fucking da-da-da-da-da. That's all I do. You I just, just destroy. the shit out of things. I destroy. Yeah. Um, Light TV's on fire and... Talk about Satan and drugs and yeah, it's all about drugs. It, it's in the name. <laughs> it's called Sex Cult, and then you can the follow Lord. Sex Cult at Sex Cult Dash Austin ATX. Is it ATX as well? It was just Sex Cult. Oh um, my god! <laughs> well, it was actually just crazy. Sex Cult. <laughs> sex Cult Austin. Can you can we, follow there. Let's get the plugs. Yeah, right. you'll know it's us. <laughs> you'll know it's us. You might get a wrong sex uh, cult. Hell Fury ATX and then Sodomy Cop, just at Sodomy Cop. These are all Instagram. Uh, from there, you can find other links. Uh, but yeah, you'll see this show pop up on oh, our no. Instagram coming up. And if you live in the Austin area and you're fucking, you love fucking metal, this is definitely going to be one of those shows. It's so please come out. Sex cult underscore Austin. Underscore Austin. There yeah. you go. We just yeah. made it today. Uh, Five dollars at the door. Yeah, they just made it today. Uh, show Thanks starts at ten. Yeah. <laughs> and again, we appreciate everyone for listening and uh, for pissing razors for kind of like I don't know, like we could have just done it on our own Valicia, on our own will. If, if yeah, and no one ever gave us permission in the past to do an episode on them, but um, you know, for them getting back to yeah. us, Terry, and, you know, shout out to Terry, yeah, helping us all with of this. them, yeah. Been and very, um, very, very quick with responses and just really friendly on uh, Facebook and social media. So, yeah, uh, thanks uh, to fucking <laughs> Pissing Razors uh, just for, you know, giving us um, the, uh, the honor of doing this episode. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, thank Rhea. Mm. Thank you. And uh, Chris, <laughs> you're welcome. You. And Jack, <laughs> we're going to have to work on this, bud.
Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys at the shows. See you. Come out. Have fun. Bang your fucking head. Get a bang over. Deal with this podcast, please. Or love it. Let's be positive. We're gonna have a lot more coming. I need some. I need some feedback. I need some credit. Any feedback? Yeah. Comment. Bye guys. And what's the last song we're playing? Voice of Reason. This is uh, that one I was mentioning earlier. It's kind of got some blast beats. So like really heavy. You know changes of the song structure and stuff so it's it's kind of just a another good example of where they're kind of just all multifaceted on this, on this demo trying to lock down their sound well, i'm fucking excited Let's sick <laughs>